Hi everyone, it's Father Eric. You know, for the longest time, I always wanted to do a bit of a commentary on that event which happened at the Oscars involving Chris Rock and Will Smith. And I figured today is, is kind of as good a time as any. And so I, I know that obviously in the aftermath of that particular event, um, there's been a lot of discussion in the news and on social media, and obviously it's a, it's a really good and healthy thing to have that type of discussion. But I suppose um, in terms of my own contribution to the public discourse, I, I kind of want to say two things. One thing directed to Chris Rock, and the other thing directed to Will Smith. So first of all, um, to Chris Rock, I just want to say that, Chris, um, I, I think the, the way you handled that situation in the immediate aftermath of the thing was uh, extremely commendable. And so basically, for those of you who don't know, uh, Chris Rock, um, he basically has been silenced about the situation um, to this day, at least to, to my knowledge, as of recording this thing. And it's all almost striking because um, Chris is, is not typically known for being silent, right? So he's known for, for making really um, interesting and insightful commentary on the world in which we live. And he does it in, in a brilliant way in the context of his craft, uh, otherwise known, of course, as, as stand-up comedy. And, it's, and he's one, it's one of the reasons why he's, he's one of my favorite stand-up comics of all time. Um, but it's interesting kind of what the result of his silence is, right? It's, it's forcing people or rather inviting people to, to stop and to think and to reflect and, and in some cases actually pray. To, to kind of build in time and space to allow the, the truth of the situation to sort of emerge over time, right? And, and in a world which is, um, you know, kind of lends itself to um, a lot of noise and, and, and a lack of, of, of reflection, this is a really uh, refreshing thing. So again, Chris, I wanna commend you for your whole approach to this really challenging and difficult situation. Now, with regards to Will Smith, um, I have something a little bit different to say, and I guess as a matter of background, you know, I, I just didn't know, Will, um, your, your story. And so this kind of came to my attention, um, kind of reading different stories in the aftermath of what happened at the Oscars, and apparently in uh, Will's recent memoir, um, he talks about how when he was nine years old, um, there was an incident involving his father and his mother. So. His father apparently struck his mother so hard that she collapsed to the ground and started bleeding from the mouth. And, and Will remembers that to this day. Um, so standing there as, as a nine-year-old kid, and, and what, he, what he said in his memoir, apparently, it's quite striking. He said, you know, in a certain sense, that has been the most influential moment in my life. And, and he went on to say that, you know, everything I, I've, I've done in terms of my career, my personal life has been sort of a recurring apology directed to my mother for my... Uh, inactivity for for my inability to protect her for basically being a coward right um and then he went on to say that um in terms of of his his persona his public persona of being this, this strong figure if you will and, and you see in the movies it's a way of a sort of hiding himself hiding the fact that in reality he sees himself still as that little boy who's who's basically a coward and i guess you know in light of all that stuff um you know Will, without knowing you, I, I just want to say that from the bottom of my heart, um, you know, it wasn't your fault, the, the thing that happened to your mother. The thing that happened to your mother was a, was a terrible, tragic thing, but that wasn't your fault. And, and your um, inability to defend your mother in that circumstance, that wasn't your fault, too. I mean, you were just a kid. You were just a, like, you were just a nine-year-old kid, and it wasn't your fault. And so... Um, I, I just I just invite you now just to to let that go, like you don't need to operate out of that that sense of woundedness and 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 those lies that you're telling about yourself. You, you can let that go, and realize again like all that stuff. It wasn't your fault. 
And the example that comes to mind, um, there's this really great parable told by the Lord called the Parable of the Good Samaritan. And so you've probably heard it before, right? So um, the Lord talks about this guy. He's kind of walking along the streets, and all of a sudden he's, he's mugged, right? He's mugged, he's beaten, he's stripped, he's left for dead. And after the robbers leave, um, all of a sudden this Samaritan comes by, and he attends to this guy's wounds, puts him on, on his horse or his donkey, and takes him to the local inn, pays the innkeeper to... Uh, nurse this guy to full health, right? And um, the key in a certain sense to kind of interpreting this parable is to kind of ask yourself the question, like, who am I in the story, right? And so a lot of people might say, well, I'm, I'm the Samaritan, or I'm called to be the Samaritan, to attend to other people who are, who are journeying through the sinful world, who are journeying, journeying through their own sense of brokenness and woundedness, however you want to put it. Another way, though, to look at it is that um, I am actually the wounded person on the side of the road, and Christ is the Samaritan, who attends to me in my woundedness. But the third way to interpret this parable, and this is my favorite interpretation, is to say that in the story, who am I? In the story, I am both the Samaritan and the wounded person on the side of the road at the same time. And the idea is that Christ invites me to not blame that person who's wounded, right? To not say, well, why are you walking in the dark or why weren't you strong enough to fight off the, the robbers, but rather to, to love that person to be gentle with that person, to be kind to that person, to forgive that person, to love that person, mindful of the fact that this is what God commands us to do. Because you gotta remember, right, like why Jesus tells that parable to begin with, right? So there's this guy, this lawyer, he goes up to, to Christ, and he said, what, uh, what, do I, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And the Lord basically refers him to this thing called the Shema, right, the, the great summary of Israelite religion, right? So. Love the Lord your God above all things and love your neighbor as yourself. In response to which, the, the lawyer says, well, who is my neighbor? In response to which, Jesus tells him the parable of the Good Samaritan. Now, what's interesting about that dialogue is that um, in the words of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, like, what is eternal life? It's not simply a matter of duration. Eternal life is not simply this life forever and ever and ever. It's also a matter of quality, right? So it's duration and quality. So given all that, in the context of the story, the lawyer is basically asking Jesus, what do I need to do to be happy? What do I need to do to be joyful? And again, the Lord basically says, you need to make sure you put God first in all things, right? So make sure that God is the governing principle for everything you do in this life, right? But the second thing is, you must love your neighbor as yourself. You must love your neighbor as yourself. Not simply as the, the right thing to do in, in the context of like the moral life, but rather as a prerequisite to actually being happy. So again, you know, when you come to the Lord, I, I want to be happy, I want to be free, I want to be fully alive. What does he say to you? Make sure that you put me first in all things. But secondly, love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Forgive yourself. And realize that love of neighbor will flow directly from that. And so, obviously, that's a lot of stuff, but on that note, I just want to say, um, you know, praise be to God for the gift of, of Chris Rock and, and Will Smith, and we'll pray for them as we continue to pray for each other. All right, God bless.